Today we are talking Brands Eye. Brands Eye is an opinion mining company. The company's technology identifies the topics driving public sentiment, looking at how people feel and why they feel that. It then uses this information all to categorize individual social media posts into a number of industry-specific categories. Brands Eye's combination of crowdsourcing and AI enables it to turn unstructured public feedback into actionable intelligence with accuracy. A model they use to correctly predict the outcomes of both Brexit, the U.S. elections where Trump won, and even our local government election a couple of years ago. That's quite interesting. Uh, so now we are chatting to the CEO, Nick Ray. Nick, thank you so much for joining us on the Fresh Breakfast Show. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Nick, chat to us about what exactly your company does. Um, it sounds a little bit techy and predictory. Are you a sangoma? <laughs> a tech sangoma. Are you a, a, tech... are you a Caucasian sangoma? <laughs> Um, I think I think more like our AI is than myself personally. We are a yeah we are a techie company. We as as you read in the kind of description, we use a combination of artificial intelligence and human intelligence to structure unstructured data. And what, really, what that means is we're trying to get to the root of how people feel about something, like a brand or a politician, um, using a bunch of very clever technology. So, for instance, we spoke to J.P. Kloppers, I think, a couple of years ago before the local yes. government elections. And uh, he, you know, uh, confidently told us pretty much the way the local government election was going was gonna to go. So you take social media sentiment and you do what with it that becomes this accurate prediction? Well, it's really about the kind of law of large numbers. If we can get a large number of people's opinions... Uh, actually accurately structured for sentiment, i.e. how they feel about something, in the, in the case of the local elections, how they felt about the ANC versus the DA versus the EFF, um, we can understand what they're likely to do when they get to the polling station. Mm. The challenge is actually dealing with those very large numbers and structuring them in an accurate way. So, you know, um, there's probably around um, half a million mentions a month relating to South African politicians and their parties. So no one can possibly go and read all those tweets and Facebook comments. So that's where the technology comes in, using artificial intelligence and combining it with our crowds. And our crowds are kind of large distributed groups of people who we pay small amounts of money, uh, either in PayPal or um, in airtime or uh, via Bitcoin, uh, to process individual social media mentions. So to look at them and determine what the author is feeling towards the politician or towards the brand. Mm. And if we can do that, even a concept like um, xenophobia. Mm. Uh, w- so we did a project like that last year, which uh, looked at the at South African feelings towards xenophobia and Zimbabwean feelings towards xenophobia. Mm. All right, so the company Brands Eye actually made global headlines in 2016 with its prediction of Brexit and the U.S. election. So how did you manage to get that right? And what are you going to take from that to use with what's happening in South Africa? Well, we're not actually tracking the South African elections this year. Um, it's an expensive uh, thing to do, given the large volumes of conversation um, online about it. Um, and interestingly, corporate South Africa hasn't been that uh, interested in the result, I think because many people believe it's a foregone conclusion, or at least there's not enough variability. Mm. Um, for the U.S. elections, there was obviously a lot of um, 
of belief that Hillary Clinton was going to win, but there was also a lot of people who were saying that Trump was underrated, and and that kind of um, doubt was what made us interested in that election, um, and and so we tracked it. And um, look, that was back in 2016, but we, uh, from memory, tracked about 40 million um, individual social media posts from Americans about either Trump or, or Clinton, and tried to uh, predict their sentiment towards the two candidates. And then on aggregate, using everyone's sentiment, tried to estimate who would who would actually come out in front in the polls. And, mm. and we got it pretty much spot on. Sure. So using your uh, Sangoma vibes, what would you say about the 2.2 million voters that were surveyed as uh, not uh, actually not uh, willing to even go to the polls? Would you say that it might pick up between now and tomorrow? Look, I can't, we haven't been tracking the election, so I can only give you my personal opinion on that. Um, but I think it's, it's firstly a shame that so many South Africans haven't uh, registered and aren't going to the polls, because, you know, that's really what makes a democracy work. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people are being disenfranchised um, and not represented by, by someone who, who has what they care about um, at, at the center of their policies. Um, but as, as I said, we haven't tracked the, this election, so I can't tell you why those people from the data um, have chosen not to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, for me as a South African, it's a real shame. Sure. 8.47, we're hanging out with Brands ISA CEO Nick Ray. This is Freshen Up on Metro FM. Your most recent study looked at how people feel about the country's telecommunications companies. Uh, could you please share some of your insights? Sure. Um, so we tracked the four major telco brands from December to March, uh, December last year through to March this year. We pulled in just over half a million individual uh, social media posts about consumers' experiences with their telco. And the net sentiment for the industry was minus 45%. So net sentiment is all of the, the praise and positive conversation, less all the negative conversation. Uh-huh. So in minus territory, there are more people who just like you than like you. And they're on minus 45%. So that means there are five times more complaints about telcos than praise on social media. Um, and that's pretty bad compared to some of the other industries we track. As a kind of a benchmark, when we track the South African banking industry, another industry not particularly loved by consumers, their net sentiment was minus 7.5%. So um, telcos are considerably more disliked than, than banks in South Africa at the moment. Um, Vodacom was the worst of the bunch with a net sen- sentiment of minus 52%, and Telsi was, was the best um, at, a, at minus 58%. What was, so, the, what was the biggest complaint when it comes to the telcos? Customer service yeah. by, mm. some, by some country mile, um, and particularly within customer service, turnaround time. The turnaround time is really how long the telco takes to do something, deliver a SIM card, um, get their network back online, uh, resolve a problem that you called into with the call center, any, anything that where they take time. And, and that is the number one driver of um, complaints around customer service. In fact, it makes up almost 40% of all customer service complaints at the moment. And the, the telcos are really poor at responding as well. Um, almost 50% of all tweets made at a telco complaining about something goes completely unanswered. Um, by the, wow. the consumer. Mm. Would you say social media has been a gift and a curse to, to corporate South Africa because, you know, you're able to communicate with your clients directly, but we're also able to tune you directly? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it really is a, a double-edged sword. Uh, but I think on balance, consumers are choosing the channel in which they want to communicate conveniently with the brand. And it's, so it's not going to go away. And so I actually think it can be a very powerful way to, uh, to get insight into what's driving your customer's experience. Uh, as long as you can can kind of get that information in an accurate way and do something about it quickly. And I think that's often the problem is these large corporates are not set up to respond in real time to this kind of information. What would you advise to the young people listening that actually want to get into the space that you are in of being able to use AI plus the human intelligence uh, to predict certain outcomes? Because I think uh, brands and political parties could possibly invest in this kind of uh, information. Yeah, look, we employ a lot of people who come from a a data or analytics background. Um, So that is something that we... um, and a type of skill and vocation that we struggle to find in the market. So any kind of study that helps you get good at at being able to work and and work in the development space, you can code. And so I think those are two key skills that young people need to invest in today in order to um, not be uh, taken out by AI in the future. I think we are out of time, but uh, I'm certain people can read up more about Brands Eye and what you guys do. Where do we find you online, Nick? Uh, you can just go to our website, www.brandseye.com, or we are on Twitter at Brands Eye. So, um, yeah, thanks very much for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed it. And Nick. that's I E W E Y E, not I the letter E Y E for Brands Eye.